Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ojo50.com. Hello and welcome to Defending 2A with Jason Gouffray. I'm your host, Jason Gouffray. I'm here to help you constitutionally arm, train, and defend to protect your God-given right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay, so this week I got for you the return of cases, a local one here in Fort Worth as well. And then we have the ATF leak, and this one is sinister, y'all. Let me tell you about it. And then the devils and the details as the ghost gun redefinition sets up a seven-step plan for a national gun registry. Mm -hmm. The Gun Owners of America breaks it down for you. And then, to round us out, we have a training twofer for the sheepdogs out there, fundamentals, carbine drills, and pistol drills. But first, as always, the words of wisdom. Alright, so before we start the words of wisdom, I'd like to say a happy 4th of July and a happy Independence Day to all you out there. Just want to remind you that this Independence Day is brought to you by Citizens in America with Guns, because without them, we wouldn't be a country. Alright. Okay, so to start off the words of wisdom this week, um, we're going to go uh, back to the Gospel of Luke. Alright, this is Luke chapter 22, verse 36, King James Version. Quote, then said he unto them, but now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his scrip, and he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one, end quote. And he is Jesus in this, if you're not familiar with this verse, and he commanded his disciples to obtain weapons. Uh, the son of God did this. He is more self-reliant and pragmatic than some would lead you to believe. And I think this speaks to the fact that Jesus wanted his people to be able to defend themselves against the evils of the world. And you can't do that as a mortal human with harsh language. It requires weapons. And um, he was very well aware of that. And that is in the gospel of Luke. And then uh, moving uh, way up in history to one of my favorite presidents, quote, the worst lesson that can be taught to a man is to rely upon others and to whine over his sufferings, end quote. And this is good old Teddy Roosevelt, President Theodore Roosevelt. And here is a good old Teddy Roosevelt's edition uh, to our words of wisdom this week. And he, this is Christian in principle when seen alongside Luke twenty-two, thirty-six. Now, Teddy once gave a 90-minute speech, okay, after being shot in the chest 
and a failed assassination attempt, okay? The failure was that the bull moose, as Teddy was called, didn't die. The authorities quickly apprehended the would-be assassin. Teddy denied medical care, saying he had a speech to give, even though he was shot in the chest. Now, after the speech, they took Teddy to the hospital where they determined it was better to leave the bullet in rather than take it out. And that shot never killed him. He had it for decades before he died. Yeah, that guy's tough. Don't whine. Because I got shot in the chest and still gave a speech. What up? All right. And then um, there's this one. When all else fails, gain fire superiority. Move towards the path of the enemy guns and destroy everything in your path. Now, this is regular military field tactics. And it was summed up in like a a meme. I mean, a lot of military groups, tactics and stuff like that. Training, you know, all all that kind of stuff. And um, But even though this is a meme, this is sound tactics nevertheless. Now, to me, um, it sounds more like World War II or World War I era uh, tactics, but not bad. I mean, another another good one is um, fix them, then flank them, okay? And that is World War II paratrooper tactics, essentially, okay? So suppressive fire to pin down the enemy and hold their position, then get an advantageous flanking position and clear the target area. Now, included in these are uh, sound tactics that can be utilized in a self-defense scenario, okay? To find out how you can utilize these military tactics in the self-defense scenario, just look me up over at shootingclasses.com slash defensive bravo. That's shootingclasses.com slash defensive bravo for class info. Uh, and then you can also email me at defensivebravo at gmail.com. That's D-E-F-E-N. S-I-V as in Victor, E, bravo, B-R-A-V-O at gmail.com to book your training session today. All right. Say my name. All right. Now I'd like to tell you about Romika Designs. So the head of our network, Ron, has a new toy. He has a laser. And with it, he can make some very unique items, some laser etching items, to be more precise. Like he has engraved whiskey decanter and rocks glasses with uh, We the People on a design of Old Glory on this beautiful um, solid glass stuff. It's fantastic. And then Molan Mabey, uh, which is the old uh, ancient Greek for come and take them, is etched on rocks glasses uh, with a Punisher skull. I mean, this is really neat uh, design as well. Then there's one that's an anatomy of a pew uh, on an insulated tumbler that comes in various sizes. You know, a pew is a bullet. Uh, and then uh, there's also a 50 caliber ammo can. Oh, yeah. With Second Amendment and Old Glory etched on the side of it. And that is awesome. It covers the entire side of the 50 cal ammo can. That's a pretty big can. And that's a really neat design. The list goes on and on. And they even do custom etching over at Momika Designs. Oh, yeah. Custom etching. Now, I know what you're thinking. And no, they don't have the laser that allows for engraving into firearms grade metals just yet. But that's coming, I've been assured. And I know I got some ideas for all of my weapons. Uh, like their names etched on the sides and stuff, you know, that'd be nice. Anywho, head on over to RomicaDesigns.com. That's RomicaDesigns.com. RomicaDesigns.com. That's R-O-M-I-K-A Designs.com to get something great and unique for yourself today. And now time for the return of cases. And we have a local one here in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, so this was a press release from the Fort Worth Police Department on 29 June. 
Fort Worth, Texas. On June 25, 2021, North Division officers responded to 9800 Interstate 35 North Freeway in reference to a shooting call. Upon arrival, officers located to a, uh, located an individual who was shot and lying in the roadway. He was transported to an area hospital for medical treatment but did not survive his injuries. Detectives arrived to the shooting location and determined that the deceased was traveling on a motorcycle northbound on I-35 and driving his motorcycle in between lanes of traffic on the center white line. The driver of an SUV started to change lanes without seeing the motorcyclist traveling in between vehicles. The driver of the motorcycle then passed multiple cars ahead of the SUV and parked his motorcycle, stopping all traffic. The motorcyclist then walked back towards the SUV that he swerved to avoid hitting and pointed a handgun at the driver of the SUV. The driver of that vehicle told the motorcyclist to put down the gun and that he had children in his vehicle. The motorcyclist continued to advance toward the driver, continuing to point a handgun at him and his vehicle. Fearing for his safety and the safety of his passengers, the driver retrieved his handgun and shot the motorcyclist multiple times. Officers on scene located the handgun the motorcyclist had at the time of the shooting. Detectives have interviewed several witnesses from the scene. Detectives have also stated that the driver of the SUV is cooperating with the investigation and has not been arrested. That was um, in the middle of the highway. And that was uh, here in my hometown, uh, just a few miles from where I live, actually, on a road that I travel often. And, um, well... If you play stupid games like that, you win stupid prizes. Now, this man's father, um, he made a Facebook post pretty soon after the incident. And um, I'll read that to you now. Okay, this man's father says this. Facebook friends and family, my son Jaderic Gray, who resides in Fort Worth, Texas, was on his way home at approximately 3 p.m. and became of slow and stopped traffic. He rode between the cars, and a white fellow decided he didn't like what my son was doing and decided to shoot my son four times in the chest, in which he died before the helicopter arrived. They have it listed as a road rage, which led to a shooting, but it was only... It was only one shooter. My son is 19 years old and an employee at General Motors and on his way to the Air Force. The killer stayed and was not arrested. I won't let this ride. If justice is not done, I promise to to take matters in my own hand. I I don't care who disagree. People have turned the other cheek too long. I honestly don't feel justice will be done without bloodshed. My sanity has determined um, how Fort Worth Police Department handle this matter. We'll take out 100 for my one, and that is Ronce Williams, uh, Jaderic Gray's father. Uh, and uh, from the father's response, you can see how he doesn't have the whole story or refuses to accept the truth as eyewitnesses and police have reported. Okay? He is correct about one thing. The, quote, white fellow didn't like what my son was doing and decided to shoot him in the chest four times, In quote, that was actually accurate because I'm sure he d- didn't like getting a gun pointed at him and then the culprit not dropping it when ordered to as he's defending himself and his children, okay? I'm sure he didn't like that at all, okay? Which um, was more than he needed to do as a citizen, really. He kind of, you know, this sheepdog actually attempted to de-escalate the situation to no avail, okay, which is what a reasonable person would do and, um, you know, also helps you in your case in self-defense. I mean, you don't want to kill somebody. You're trying to give them a chance to not shoot them, but they don't give you any choice. Why is it every time a dumbass gets killed? It's because he didn't follow orders, I don't understand it. And everyone tries to excuse it because, oh, not my baby. Oh, not my baby. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. It was your baby. Okay. Now, not to mention, um, 
this person is 19 and in illegal possession of the weapon because in Texas you must be 21 to legally carry a handgun in Texas. Okay. Now to make matters more interesting, the way the mainstream media is handling this, um, locally is, uh, well, quite peculiar. Okay. So with the father's response and the national climate, okay, a white guy killing a black man is an easy black lives matter target to latch onto. It really is. Okay, but this, this incident is not being spun at all. Okay, local and even some national media is almost reading the police press release that I read to you verbatim and is sticking to the official facts. Now, why is this, you might ask? Well, very interesting. I see two main ways, okay? Two reasons, okay? One, okay, it isn't a cop killing a black man. All right. And that's really the narrative they care about. Okay. Without a cop involved, the BLM uh, type seemed to stay away mostly. All right. Now it was a white guy who did kill a black kid, um, or excuse me, black adult, even though he's 19, still an adult. Um, but it wasn't a cop. Okay. And the only thing the police did here was clean up on I 35 W that's all they did. All right. And then uh, take some questions, you know, as my uh, friend in the fourth police department says, officer force, um, you know, cops are just uh, report takers with guns. And he's right. Now, the other reason I think uh, um, is uh, fostering the race war response, okay, isn't a good idea in Fort Worth, okay? That's why the mainstream media is not trying to spend this, okay? This is, uh, Fort Worth is not a liberal-run city. Uh, we just re-elected, uh, excuse me, we, we elected another Republican mayor, uh, not re-elected, just a different mayor altogether, was on her same staff, but, you know, Republican, um, thankfully. Uh, so... Uh, that and the fact that, um, well, a lot of people in Fort Worth, um, have a gun. I mean, the father alludes to a threat to take out 100 for his one and he wants bloodshed. Okay. But if protesters gather to protest this legal defensive shoot and their standard BLM riot ensues, man, I fear the body count, um, will, um, will be higher than the one 19 year old Mr. Gray. I really do. Um, and I think people know that, that you can't get that kind of response spun up in a town like Fort Worth um, because it's not going to end well. Uh, on both sides, people are going to get hurt. And I think it's interesting that the media understands that at certain times, but at certain times they don't. Now, again, it's not a cop involved, so maybe that's how they, they can play it. Well, it's a private citizen. You know, it's not a public servant. I don't know. It's very curious to me. But, I mean, I'm glad they're not trying to spin it. I'm glad we're not getting protests. I'm glad it's not getting more scary in Fort Worth because, uh, you know, a father had to defend himself and his children. I mean, that could have easily been me and my kids driving that same highway as we do all the time. And it would have gone down about the exact same way. And I'm glad this father was able to defend his children. I really am. And I'm, it's, I'm sorry for the father that lost his son. But that is not any way to be um, when you have road rage, decide to stop traffic, walk into traffic, pointing a gun at someone because you didn't like the way they were driving, even though you were driving illegally. Anyone who says that this has anything to do with race refuses to see the facts of the case. 
This is because someone pointed a gun at someone else and got shot. Very simple. It doesn't matter if it was another white guy. It doesn't matter if it was an Asian elderly woman. When someone points a gun at someone and doesn't put it down, they're probably going to get shot. And in Fort Worth, that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, thankfully, there was no other casualties, and this guy exercised judicious marksmanship and put four rounds into center mass and um, neutralized the threat quickly and professionally. I mean, I've kept the guy's name uh, anonymous, which I understand, but um, I'd like to know the dude because uh, that guy's got some good training. I'd like to see where he, uh, where he uh, trains at. I'd like to see if he like, like to train together. That'd be some good stuff. The guy seems to know his stuff and can handle himself in a stressful situation. True sheepdog. God bless you, sir. And God bless you, Mr. Williams. And I hope you find some peace and decide to not go on that uh, bloodshed campaign of vengeance because you'll end up just like your son sir dead in the street from a legal self-defense shooting all right now i'd like to tell you about american pride roasters coffee the phenomenal craft style coffee that comes in so many different styles and flavors they got from doc thompson's bacon blast to ron's sexual chocolate izzo's rage brad's brown bag that one's a lot better than that one sounds, trust me. And uh, for the 4th of July, they've got uh, the Betsy Ross blend, and then they've got a red bag and a white bag here. Uh, and if you want the blue bag, uh, that's $8 more because the Democrats always charge more taxes. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Betsy Ross blend is phenomenal. you got to get yourself some today. And if you get all three of them, it's a great mix. You put all three of those beans into one thing and mix it all up at once. Ooh, you got to try that. It is yummy. We've also got multiple varieties of coffee drops. These are unique chocolate-covered espresso beans without the gritty aftertaste that most have. And these things are extremely addicting and so powerful. They're like little bits of dynamite, caffeine dynamite, that is. Just a couple of these, and you're off to the bathroom for the morning constitutional. I mean, and you really got to go. So be sure you're near a toilet when you first try these, okay? It's a great way to keep the caffeine flowing when you're on the go, defending your community from neo-Marxist rioters, communist re-education mobs, leftist arsonists, or while at the range. You know, whatever. Just go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. It's AmericanPrideRoasters.com, AmericanPrideRoasters.com to order your coffee bags and coffee drops today. And to round us out for this segment, Devil in the Details, the National Firearms Registry, a seven-step plan. Uh, this comes from the Minuteman Minute, courtesy of Gun Owners of America. All right, so um, here is the seven-step plan uh, to in, implement this National Firearms Registry. So um, this all has to do uh, with the rewriting of the uh, ghost gun um legislation or the ghost gun rules and definitions. Okay. So here it is a step one, the ATF rewrites the law so that an AR 15 has numerous receivers. Okay. Now ATF rewriting a law is, is illegal. Okay. Um, they are a bureaucracy. They're not Congress. Only Congress can write, rewrite law, but that's what they're trying to do. Okay. Now what they want to make an AR 15 have numerous receivers by meaning numerous receivers. A receiver is what needs to be serialized by current, uh, um, laws on the books. And, uh, what they want to say is that, uh, now, uh, all these additional items have to be serialized, like an upper and a lower, the bolt, the bolt carrier group, the barrel, the trigger, etc. Basically it's as many as 11 different receivers on an AR 15 that requires serialization. Okay. This is infringing all 
over the place. All right. And this is just trying to make it more difficult for um, those who manufacture firearms um, on their own. Okay. And the serialization, uh, well, it gets more nefarious. I'll go on. Okay. So uh, the step two is ATF is going to outlaw homemade firearms 100%. Okay. Because if you do not have the proper parts serialized and registered, um, if it is ever to see the light of the day, uh, then uh, you will go to the gulag um, if you do not get it all serialized and registered. That's right. Uh, straight to the gulag with you, good sir. Because mm-hmm. an unregistered and unserialized homemade firearm, uh, if the reroute of law goes over, will be your ticket to federal Gestapo midnight kicked or action. Mm-hmm. Better get a plate carrier for the dog because they're going to shoot your dog. They really are. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what they're trying to do here. Okay. And then step three though, is they want more regulation for suppressors. Okay. This is also how they're going to kind of get this, um, you know, national firearms registry going, uh, but this step here helps uh, requirements like multiple serialized parts on a single suppressor mm-hmm, and a claim that something is a silencer. If it contains all of the component parts necessary for that use, what does that mean? Well, this means that an empty oil can could get you in prison for illegal manufacture of an NFA item. Entrapment much? A much too much. Because an empty oil can can be used as a silencer on some handguns, uh, certain types of oil cans, whatever. Um, but uh, just because you've got one doesn't mean you're trying to manufacture uh, an unserialized suppressor. But that's what this uh, rewrite of law will do. Now, also, the step four, new definition to regulate privately owned firearms. Okay, so much broader than 80% lowers. An FFL must serialize any privately made firearm it comes across. Okay, so if you have a homemade firearm and you take it to an FFL dealer for cleaning, gunsmith work, etc., whatever, they have to serialize the shit out of it, all the stuff that they're supposed to serialize, and they have to record it. Okay. And this, by definition, is a gun registry, okay? They have to keep these um, records forever, okay? Or digitize it and upload it. That's a national gun registry, okay? Then, but there's more because that's only number four. Number five, the grandfather clause, okay? Any new modification to any existing firearm could be deemed manufacturing, a new one, and therefore require you to serialize all of the parts of that weapon and register it with the ATF through your local FFL, Okay, so basically this is an attempt to strong arm their way into full national registry, which they will need to proper properly execute uh, midnight kick door raids and confiscation, okay? Basically they're saying if you try to modify any existing firearm, then you're manufacturing a homemade firearm. So you have to serialize all of it or we're coming after it. Uh-huh. And then also number six, the ATF classification letter system is a problem. Okay. This is when members of the industry and community submit samples to the ATF to determine if that is a legal firearm or if it is an NFA item, et cetera. Okay. In this rule rewrite, they are reserving the right to answer that submission. Okay. It is not congressionally ordered, uh, mind you, and they uh, were doing it out of the kindness of their hearts, the whole sample thing, but now will most assuredly use that information against you or anyone else who is dumb enough to attempt to work with the Gestapo. Okay. Now, number seven. This rule rewrite on homemade firearms creates a national gun register, essentially, okay? National Gun Registry 101, okay, this is what the Gun Owners of America put out, okay? Number one, declare gun parts as firearms, requires serialization, registration, moving over that, a few different steps for that. Uh, Number two, homemade firearms must be registered when they go to an FFL, okay, talked about that. And number three, requiring dealers to keep all records forever or send it to to the ATF for digitization and archiving in their national gun registry, okay? Now, 
the comment period is still open, y'all, for the um, ghost gun redefinition thing. And you can go to the gunownersofamerica.org to send another comment direct to the ATF today, okay? Because we need to fight this tooth and nail, um, or our self-sufficient patriots may be the first of us to get nicked, okay? So, um, yeah, gunownersofamerica.org and submit another comment to the ATF. Now, last I heard, we're at over 100,000, which is more than what we had when we defeated a pistol brace ban back in December. I think that was 80,000 back then, uh, but keep going, okay? Because um, you can't trust anything in this new administration, okay? I mean, because China illegally installed the Biden administration into power, and so you can't trust a damn thing they're doing, okay? Uh, so now you can call your political critters in Washington, the politicians and stuff, and tell them to oppose the ATF and shipment at all costs, because you still don't have an answer on shipment at either, um, because our freedom will not survive if we are unarmed, okay? Um the fact that they are coming at this so hard should be a uh, cause for great concern. Um, because as we all know, um, the places with the harshest gun control are the ones with the highest gun crime and violent crime in general. And um, I, for one, don't want to have an issue to where uh, that case we talked about earlier, where that guy uh, was driving erratically and then um, stopped traffic and came and pointed a gun at the dad and the dad's a law-abiding citizen and they say he didn't have a gun. And then the story is that he gets shot and killed and his children get shot and killed by in a road rage incident and the guy drives away scot-free in a motorcycle and no one ever catches him. But because we have guns here in Fort Worth and we know how to use them, that father is alive today. And that criminal is dead in the street. Well, he's no longer in the street, but he's in the street for a minute. Yeah. So there you go. Contact your representatives. Go to gunownersofamerica.org and fill out uh, more comments to go to the ATF. Do whatever you can to oppose this in whatever legal way we can. Because if all of these legal political methods don't work, well, then it may just be close quarters combat. Well, that's all the time I have for this segment, but stick with me after the break. Going to be talking about ATF suffers a document leak, and it is not good, y'all, for them or definitely for us. And then a sheepdog's corner, too, for fundamentals. And this is stuff that you need to repeat over and over again in your training. And this is carbine drills and pistol drills, and I got three drills for each platform. So stay locked to Defending 2A with Jason Dufre. You won't want to miss this, y'all, and we'll be back. And a muzzle flag. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. 
Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-803-2142. 800-803-2142. 800-803-2142. That's 800-803-2142. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Welcome back to Defending 2A with Jason Gouffre. I'm your host, Jason Gouffre. Thanks for sticking with me after the break. All right, so quick overview for this segment. Going to be talking about ATF suffering a document leak, and it's not good, y'all, for them or us. And then a sheepdog's corner too for fundamentals. Yeah, going to be talking about carbine drills and pistol drills. And this is stuff that you can repeat over and over again to refine your skills. But first, a new show here on Mojo 5.0. So the breakdown with Aaron Barker is a fast-paced, dynamic talk radio show that is full of life, eternal life, that is, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ and his power to save sinners. Each episode is chock full of proclaiming the sovereignty of Jesus Christ in every aspect of life. Family-friendly, fun, energetic, humorous, provocative, always biblical, and always focused on the gospel. The Breakdown with Aaron Barker is a force to be reckoned with in talk radio. Join Aaron in asking questions that get you kicked out of Bible study and sent to therapy. He can be heard Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on Mojo 5 Radio via the Heart Radio Network. Just some more Unique programming brought to you by Mojo Five O. And now, time for the ATF document leak. Information in this segment comes from Johnny B. All right, so internal document leak states that those who manufacture their own firearms can be considered a threat. Now, most specifically, the document in the ATF states that the threat is that people who manufacture their own firearms can be considered terrorists, criminals, and violent extremists. Now, this is what we have always known, okay, and talked about and kind of, you know, assumed, but now we have it literally in black and white. The document um, said not for public release, internal document only. Of course, now it's in the public. Uh, Now, they even acknowledge in this document that making a firearm uh, in your own home, homemade firearms and stuff, is a constitutionally protected right, but they still use the threat language. I think that is extremely nefarious. I think this shows that they view the Constitution as a threat. And that is... The most nefarious, in my opinion. And those that follow the Constitution now are also a threat. A threat to what? A threat to their power, it seems. 
because you cannot enact certain things when those that will oppose that inaction of those things are armed. Okay? So if you want to enact things that will make people that are armed upset, the first thing you must do is disarm those people. Okay? And we are seeing very interesting, unique, kind of in-between-the-lines kind of crap they're trying to pull, because even though they run both houses of Congress, they don't have the supermajority they need in the Senate, as we always talk about, and the filibuster is saving our ass. Thank you there. Okay? Now, the main question you should be asking yourselves is, why do the powers that be think that someone who manufactures his own firearms for personal use is a threat to the government? Okay? Like I said, it's because they plan on doing something that a firearm can stop them from doing. So in my opinion, we should be armed because we would want to shoot you for whatever you plan on doing. I mean, this is where the Second Amendment community goes when someone wants to further restrict law-abiding gun owners' rights and not deter violent crime in any way, and in most cases, encourage it. And now when you have an ATF document, saying that those who manufacture uh, firearms uh, in their own home, okay, so even gunsmiths, okay, that operate out of their home are in this market, you know, entrepreneurs, businessmen. Uh, These are terrorists. These are criminals. And these are violent extremists. Even though they admit that they are exercising a constitutionally given right, they are still violent extremist criminals and terrorists. Now, the only one that calls someone a terrorist who is actually not being a terrorist is a a tyrant who is calling a freedom fighter a terrorist. But here's the deal. We're not in a fight. Like, you know, open war kind of fight. Yeah, political fight all the time. That's from day one. That's how this American government works is the political back and forth. But they're setting up for an actual fight. And I think they're trying to nick the homemade firearms makers first. Because if they get those guys first, then the big fish, the big companies, those are easy pickings. But you got to get the guys that you can't trace first. Because if you get the guys uh, you can't trace, then the guys you can trace are easy. Okay? So that's why they're starting here. Plus, it's a little fish easier to fry these guys okay not a lot of protection especially if they're labeled terrorist criminals and violent extremists i mean we've got this january 6th commission come up coming up okay everyone there is it was going to be labeled a violent extremist a terrorist and a criminal they're lumping people and groups together a group that is going to be considered um unvaccinated uh, a group that is going to be considered a terrorist, a criminal, a violent extremist. I mean, I fear they're going to put a lot of undesirables together in <clears throat> one group. And then that one group is going to be what everyone is racist against or um, prejudiced against is the better term. Okay. Um, and that should terrify all of us. When internal documents say these things, and admit uh, the constitutional protections that these people are given, even though they're still going to label on this. Not good, y'all. Now, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, proposition to um, abolish the ATF, 
I am well on board with that, as I said last week, uh, and still on board with that. Or that have been two weeks ago. I'm not sure. Any, either way, um, <clears throat> I'm definitely on board with that, especially after seeing stuff like this. Because if this is what they think, that a midnight kick door and shooting your dog, <laughs> that's just Monday, y'all. It ain't nothing for these dudes. If you thought Waco was bad, wait till Chipman gets in and see what Biden lets him do. And if you want to keep getting the spin-free Mojo Five O news and reporting that you can enjoy from all the unique shows we have here at Mojo Five O, then uh, we need your support. So head on over to Mojo50.com and you can help us out because we are the listener-supported station. Uh, now, we do have uh, sponsors that do help out, yes, but we do uh, require listener support to help operate the network. Now, there's two ways you can do this. You can go to Mojo50.com slash donate or Mojo50.com slash shop. Now, the donate method, you can set up one-time or recurring donations to the network here. For those of you wanting to send support in the cash form, which we always accept, thank you very much. And, and then there's the shop side of things. And here you can find all types of merchandise to better yourself, your home, and be a stylish Mojo 5 supporter all at the same time. We have CBD extracts from the KBMD CBD uh, company, a fantastic and trusted supplier of highly pure CBD in a variety of forms, formulated by a medical doctor. And then there's the book, Spend a Lot, Save a Lot Home Improvements, which will help you Fortify your home, excuse me, fortify your home and save money while doing it. Uh, and then there's also the, we have t-shirts, we have coffee mugs, we got hats, polos, hoodies. We got what you need. You also support that station that keeps you informed free of the mainstream media narratives and rhetoric. Mojo 5 Go to Mojo50.com slash donate or Mojo50.com slash shop now. Right, and now time for the Sheepdog's Corner Twofer, training fundamentals. And first up in the fundamentals is carbine drills. And this is going to be brought to you by Reed Heinrichs over at Valor Ridge. And uh, like he says, see you on the ridge. He's out there in Tennessee, and uh, Reed does some great work. Uh, check him out, Valor Ridge. And then uh, Reed has three top drills for carbine, okay, that he likes to use. And these are uh, the standing snaps drill, the kneeling snaps drill, and CQC immediate threats drill. Okay, so let's go over these. So the standing snaps drill is first, okay? So the starting position is going to be a fighting stance low ready. Okay, now what does that mean? Well, a fighting stance is when you have your shoulders square to the target, knees are slightly bent, okay? You have one foot slightly staggered back, usually your off uh, hand foot, okay? And then you're going to have your back straight, but your butt stuck out, okay? So for ease of movement, kind of, you know, you can kind of bounce, you can kind of feel dynamic that way. And your butt stuck out slightly. Not a lot, but just a little bit, you know? And then, uh, and your knees are, you know, like I said, knees are slightly bent. And now, low ready is when the weapon's butt stock is on the pivot position uh, on your uh, collarbone area, and the muzzle is below your belt buckle, okay? Um, now, this is only relevant for full-size carbines here, like 16 and a half inch barrels, um, because AR pistols or SBRs will not have the muzzle reach uh, for the belt buckle at any position, depending on the barrel length. Because basically, the idea here is the low ready. You want to be able to see over the gun, okay, easily. So see what threats are there, like in a patrol kind of situation. Okay, sometimes you're at high ready, but for this uh, standing snap drill, we're going to start at low ready. Okay, so goal is in one second to engage a target at 25 yards from the starting position. Okay, now shot timers help here, obviously. So what you're going to do is um, you're going to be in the starting position, okay? A fighting stance, low ready, okay? Then uh, the shot timer goes beep, 
and then you pull your gun up, uh, sight up to your eye, and then you have a target 25 yards, you fire one shot, and you have to do it in one second, okay? And it has to hit in the um, center mass area, what they call the uh, spinal column box, um, as what Reed calls it, and that's uh, the spinal spot will impact the spinal column, uh, you know, the heart, all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, major uh, central nervous system or cardiovascular damage, uh, usually resulting in a kill shot uh, with a carbine at 25 yards. Um, <clears throat> now, this is a great one to do. Now, keep in mind, this is a speed drill, okay? You have to work your way up to speed drills. You have to do it slowly and dry fire, Okay, to make sure you can do it safely. Okay, because the last thing you want to do is have a negligent discharge into the ground of the gun range um, or the dirt or potentially your foot um, if you have your little ready way too close to you um, and uh, you hurt yourself because you just wanted to jump into a speed drill. Okay, you don't ever want to jump into a speed drill. It's crawl, walk, run is the safest way. Okay, so start it slow, start it easy. Once you can get it, done what seems safe uh, in dry fire where you, you know you're not making any mistakes you know you can do it safely and re- re- repeatedly then go live fire see what it's like with one shot see what you see what you can do see if you can get better see if you can get better and then see if you can get better all right and then um the other drill they've got is the kneeling snaps drill okay that reed talks about now the start uh, starting position here is the same fighting stand slow ready okay now the goal here is in two seconds to engage the same target at 25 yards but you have two seconds to do it why well because you have to take a knee okay so on the beep okay you're going to drop down to a knee while raising the rifle to your eye okay then send around on target down range now on target by the way like i said is either a center mass high thoracic shot in the spinal box of the body or a head shot okay now cns destruction is what needs to occur with the first round or you may also get shot by that same target now headshot is not always advised because the spot um is very difficult to hit um for you know ac- especially when you're trying to avoid a helmet uh, you know bulletproof helmet all that kind of stuff like that so um you know you can hit uh go for the headshot, but it's easier to go for the center mass, uh, high thoracic shot in the spinal box of the body. Okay. Now both drills can be repeated at the 50 yard range as well. Um, but with the standing still drill, okay. Add a half a second f- for a one and a half second reaction time to beat. Okay. For the standing drill. Okay. And for the kneeling drill, if you're going to 50 yards, you want to add two more seconds for a four second par time to beat initially. Okay, you may be able to beat four seconds quickly. If you can, we'll drop it down. Okay, if you did it in two and a half, okay, do it in two. You know, um, give yourself uh, goals and beat those goals. It's only going to get faster. Okay, um, now you can variate these drills in many ways to accommodate for moving targets or walking a preset course with a shot timer, utilizing a training partner or instructor um, or for third party eyes on your mistakes to correct and what to work on. Um, you really can. Uh, I really like the kneeling snaps drill <clears throat> because it um, makes you essentially get off the X. Um, I don't really like um, initial just um, bring up your gun and engage because uh, first rule is when you see a threat, get off the X, move, uh, and dropping to a knee is a great idea because most people will try to shoot you in the chest. And one of the best ways to avoid being seen by someone who's holding a gun up at you is to drop down because, uh, the viewpoint or the sight picture of someone when they get below your muzzle, uh, well, they're pretty much invisible because they're, 
the in, uh, enemy's gun's going to hide you from them for the brief second that you can take your kill shot. That's why taking a knee and doing a kneeling snaps drill with a carbine is a great idea at any range. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, then uh, moving on to his last one was CQC with carbine. So now distance, 7 yards, 21 feet. Now remember, at 21 feet, your enemy can be on you in 2 seconds with a knife. Okay? So 7 yards is super close. But at CQC or room clearing distances, 21 feet is usually the furthest distance. I mean, how many rooms in your home are longer than 21 feet? Maybe one or two, like the main living area, kitchen kind of dining room stuff. But your bedrooms? Probably not. Maybe a hallway. Maybe not. Okay? So just keep in mind, at this distance, 21 feet, training distance, Reed advises for headshots quick dispatching of foes at these dangerously close distances. And I agree. Okay. Even though that is more difficult, um, but you got to train for it. Okay. So especially if uh, your enemy has armor. Okay. Um, and he is right on the armor, armor side of things for sure. Because if you put a couple to the chest when someone has armor, they're still active. And at 21 feet, you're dead. Uh, yeah. Okay. But if you want to avoid a helmet, uh, you have to go essentially for the face. Okay. Um, or you can go right below the chin. Uh, the neck is rarely armored, uh, usually just camouflage black with clothing and uh, or paint, intruder depending, of course, okay? Um, but those neck shots uh, with rifle calibers will kill your target before he hits the floor, guaranteed, okay? Now, it's a difficult shot to make, <clears throat> but there, that's an option. Now, what uh, Reed says is his goal is this. Two rounds to the head in one and a half seconds, okay? And this is going to be CQC with carbine, and this is going to be, you know, standing, fighting stance, low ready, okay? Um, And now why two rounds? He says because one shot may go high and miss the cranial ocular vulc, okay, Uh, which is an inverted triangle that encompasses both eyebrows, makes a straight line above the eyes, and an angled line from the edge of each eyebrow to the bottom of the nostrils. Okay, in this inverted triangle space um, is the path of least resistance, you know, because of large sinus cavities and such, to the spinal cord where it meets the brain stem. Okay, a shot to this part of the face is considered the deadliest shot you can make with a rifle. Chance of survival is all but zero. And you want to do two, because if you hit one up in the high head, um, it may not kill them. And they may still be able to keep coming at you for a couple of seconds to pull the trigger and kill you. But if you get in that cranial ocular vulc, they're dead instantly. And there's a big mess to clean up. But at least you're alive. All right, so there is three great drills for carbine. The standing snaps drill. Okay, remember one second shot timer, 25 uh, foot, this should be 25 yard distance. The kneeling snap, snaps drill, again, 25 yard distance, uh, two second shot timer. You can increase your distance uh, for standing to 50 yard range, but increase your timer to 1.5 seconds. And for kneeling drill, you can add two more seconds when you increase uh, your range to 50 yards. Um uh, for a four-second part-time to beat initially, okay? Remember that. All right, and then that CQC with carbine, remember it's not to the chest here in CQC. It's in the cranial ocular vulc. Take shots, two shots, to the face. That's how you do it when they break in your house. All right.
All right, and now is the time we take a break in training to talk about My Patriot Supply, emergency food stores for emergency times or your militia unit. So this emergency food that you may have to depend on is made from the freshest ingredients. The meals are freeze-dried, sealed airtight, and the stuff is enclosed in a resealable, heavy-duty, four-layer zipper packs, and this stuff is made to last 25 years, all made in the USA. they got four-week food kits. They've got um, three-month food kits. Uh, these guys like so many different varieties of food, over 2,000 calories a day, um, all the uh, nutrients uh, you need uh, to sustain yourself uh, for you know three months um, in some packages. They also got other stuff like uh, water filtration devices, like these little uh, life straw-like things to where you put a, uh, the straw in um, you know a river or stream and you suck um, filtered water right into your mouth from that um, you know unfiltered source. That's awesome. Uh, and other great stuff out there too. And to reheat this stuff, um, it's very simple. All you do is uh, get uh, a pot, put potable water in the pot, boil the water, uh, put the uh, freeze-dried food in that, and uh, there you go. It rehydrates and cooks right there. You can do it in the field with a campfire burner or a campfire easily. And this is a cheap way to supply your militia and keep those supplies for long-term use. Mm -hmm. Well, whenever you need them. That's right. Uh, so uh, we also have a special uh, website set up just for being a Mojo Five O listener. It's preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Preparewithmojo50.com. So when the store shelves stay empty, inflation is way too high because Biden inflation is just killing us all, or your militia unit needs some supplies, my Patriot Supply and Mojo Five O, we have your back. So go to preparewithmojo50.com and order now. Right, and to round us out for this week, training fundamentals, handgun drills. Information in this segment comes from Defensive Bravo and VX Marksmanship. All right, so um, the first one is a dry fire only kind of drill, okay? And this is uh, one I've come up with, and uh, this one's very simple. Because um, when you're firing a gun, it's very simple to fire a gun. Because all you have to do is pull the trigger without moving the gun. That's it. But a lot of times people overcomplicate that simple action with all the other stuff about aiming and the support hand and, uh, and they just, it gets over convoluted and they simply just can't hold the gun still while they pull the trigger. But that's actually very simple to do if you're just thinking about holding the gun still while pulling the trigger. So how do you do that? Okay. So very simple. So why you uh, make sure your gun is unloaded. Okay. Uh, take the magazine out, of course. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, make sure the chamber's empty. Uh, then uh, what you're going to do is you're going to um, uh, pull your slide back to engage your firing pin, okay? And uh, then uh, I want you to, without aiming, uh, pull your trigger without moving the gun. And just look at it, you know, like in a hit fire position, you know, just kind of just look at it from, from the top, you know? Well, pull the slide back, re-engage the uh, firing pin, and uh, pull the trigger without moving the gun. That's it. Do it three times and see if you can actually pull the trigger without moving the gun, without trying to do anything else, but pull the trigger without moving the gun. That's all you're trying to do. And once you can do that three times without aiming, then try it three times with the gun a little higher, kind of like in a high ready position, you know, kind of up, but you're not aiming. You're just looking at the gun now from the back and you're trying and you, you know, re-engage the firing pin by pulling the slide um, and uh, cocking the weapon and pull the trigger without moving the gun. 
and see how you do it there with the gun at a high ready. And if you can do that three times, pulling the trigger without moving the gun at all, then now aim and, you know, pull the slide, re-engage firing pin, pull the gun up to your eye, find a spot on the wall, safe spot to aim the gun at. Of course, all the time safe spots when you're aiming with all these uh, weapons and drills. Um, And aim at a spot on the wall and pull the trigger without moving the gun, just as you did before. And you'll be surprised how the repetition of those simple actions trains your mind eventually to begin to easily, without effort, pull the trigger without moving the handgun. And that is why a handgun is the most difficult weapon to master is because it is such a small weapon and it is so easy to pull the trigger and move the gun with sympathetic reaction in your hand um, as you're squeezing with one uh, squeezing with your grip as you're trying to, um, you know, squeeze with the trigger, especially if your finger is in the wrong part of the trigger, because you need to have the uh, tip uh, pad of your finger uh, on the trigger, not um, the uh, first uh, crook of knuckle, uh, what I call the um, the gamer's uh, hold on the trigger. No, that is not good at all. You don't want to curl around the trigger. You're going to jerk your shot every time. You're going to hit nothing uh, that you want to. Um, so, yeah. Try that, dry fire, um, pulling the trigger without moving the gun. Then move on to the next one, which is drawn presentation on target. And this is what we did over at VX, okay? And this one, uh, you start in a fighting stance like we said before, okay? And then you want your weapon at an open carry position. I recommend three o'clock, but you know, wherever you want to open carry it, try this there, okay? Now what you want to do is first, eyes on target, okay? Hand on weapon, high grip, thumb out, Okay, and you want your offhand straight to your chest when your eyes are on target, okay, and your hand on your weapon. Okay, then you want to go up with gusto, as Jess at VX would say, okay, and you want to jerk uh, the weapon as high as you can, excuse me, um, with the wrist locked straight. You don't want to curve your wrist because you curve your wrist, curve your gut. Anyway, just trust me, keep your wrist locked straight, okay? Then to uh, orient your gun on the target, you want to drop your shoulder to align the gun with the target, not turn your wrist. The reason why is because when you turn your wrist, instead of dropping your shoulder, uh, since your your body's oriented on the target, um, then uh, what's going to happen is your gun's not going to aim as easily or as accurately with a wrist turn as it does with the shoulder drop aligning with your body, which is already aligned with the target because you're doing this at the target, you know, direct front, by the way. Okay. Um, now, um, when you're aligned with the target, your gun is oriented on the target, rather, not aligned, gun is oriented, <clears throat> then you want to put your finger on as soon as it orients because in case you have to shoot, you can, Okay. Um, if they happen to be on, you can shoot from hip fire position. Okay. This is the standard hip fire position. Now begin to press the weapon out towards the target, bringing the support hand in, dropping dominant hand thumb in place on support hand when support hand is firmly around the dominant hand. Okay. Uh, front sight. Okay. You want to look at that. You want to tip the weapon. And then you want to, uh, to where appropriately aligned up, then steady squeeze on the trigger. Then after you have your dry fire shot, you want to call your shot. Because by the way, you're starting, you start with dry fire every time for a good dry fire, dry fire. So after you do the click, call your shot. Where did the gun move when the when it clicked? Okay, did it go high into the right, down into the left, high into the left? Did it stay kind of steady? Did it kind of like jiggle in a circle? If you've done it, you know what it is. If you've trained, uh, you know what it is. Um, you know, call your shot. Okay, then you want you to do a malfunction clear. Okay, so what you're going to do, 
is you're going to um, smack the bottom of uh, the magazine well, which should be Antigua's dry fire, turn the gun completely, completely upside down, pull the slide all the way back, and then release it as you bring your uh, hand all the way back to your chest when you release that. Uh, then bring your gun back around to um, a proper orientation, uh, putting your finger on as you come around um, uh, in what we call the gangster hold. Uh, and then uh, when uh, the weapon is properly uh, re uh, Racked. Then uh, you aim your weapon down to the um, target's head um, in case they're still active. Um, and if they're not, then you assess and recover, which is whenever you uh, uh, aim the weapon down and you draw and you clear. You look to the left, to the right, 360, and you make sure there's no one else there. Uh, and once you find it's clear, then you look and reholster your weapon like a professional. Okay? And then um, this next one is the one-yard drill. Okay? And this is three shots touching. Okay? And this is live fire only and for accuracy and control of the weapon. Okay? Now, after mastery of this skill, okay, you are ready to begin further tactics training that requires precise control. And what you're going to do is one yard away, you want to take three shots onto paper or target, and you want all three bullet holes to touch. If you can keyhole it, great. But after you're um, pulling the trigger without moving the gun drill, you're drawing presentation on target drill, and then your one-yard, three-shots touching drill, once you get all that done, you're ready for some shooting on the move, all kinds of fun stuff. And that's what I got coming up for you guys next week, some shooting on the move. And the secret is in your feet. All right, that's all the time we have for this week on Defending 2A with Jason Dufresne. Thanks for joining me. You can catch us every week at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Mojo50.com or the Mojo50 channel on iHeart. You can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform if you ever miss a broadcast. God bless you and yours. Stay vigilant, stay free, and sick, simper, tyrannous. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.